talking travel today. Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein, and Sally, let's Italy? go to Italy. So how about it? Now, the reason I'm starting with Italy today is I was at a breakfast seminar this week. And at the end of it, we all sort of said, wow, we just want to pack our bags and go to Italy. <laughs> Most of us have been there, but, you know, it was just that refreshing your memory about how fantastic Italy and Europe in general is, of course. And the the lady that presented it, she'd presented it really well, the PowerPoint presentation, and she just showed us three photos from each area. She considered like three of the best she could pick. And you're just going through them again, I'm thinking, wow. And the other thing I thought we'd talk about today is hotels in Europe, and in particular, we're talking Italy, but it really applies to, to most of Europe anyway. You've got to remember you're going to ancient lands, ancient cities, ancient villages. They don't grow. If you went to Italy 20 years ago, or even France for that matter, you'd go back and it wouldn't have changed. The skyline wouldn't have changed in those cities in a major of senses, very little. And a lot of the hotels are actually originally been, some of them, palaces or old family homes or they're old buildings. They don't often have lifts, only stairs. You've got to consider all these things when you go to Europe. It's not a four-star multi-storey hotel like you'll get in Asia or USA, etc. But that's the whole charm, of course, that you are staying in these wonderful personalised hotels. And this is why they book out so early. That's why I thought I'd talk about a bit today, that you go to the Cinque Terra or you know, any of these small places, they're five little villages, which is Cinque being five in Italy and Terra of the land, or but land relates to village, whatever you want to say. But a lot of these hotels only have 13 rooms, even less some of them. So you've got a whole world wanting to go to the Cinque Terra, for example, in the month of June. It's going to be very difficult unless you book early. So booking early is the key, particularly if you want a specific hotel in a specific village. that you've, Someone's recommended you, I want to go to Monterosso or Manarola or whatever. Having said that, Italy also has a budget to suit all tastes. And I don't say it mean you have to be budget as in not nice accommodation. Like if you don't want to stay, for example, on the Cinque Terre itself, you can stay in La Spezia and they run a daily regular train service. So you can stay at a hotel in La Spezia, which would be cheaper, right across the road from the railway station and go in on a daily basis. Um, the other good thing too now that Milan is becoming such an international airport now and it's become quite a hub as opposed to Rome and a lot of the airlines are flying into Milan, which gives you a better gateway to southern part of France, etc., you know, and also Switzerland and those countries, but also the northern part of Italy. So to get to the Italian lakes or even to get down to the Cinque Terre, you've just got to hop on a train and you're in La Spezia with connections down in, into the Cinque Terre area. Having said that, you've got the Amalfi Coast as well. Now, the Amalfi Coast, however, is different to the Cinque Terre. Now, the Cinque Terre is the, technically the Italian Riviera to the north. Of course, the Amalfi Coast is going much further south beyond Naples and wonderful Pompeii. And don't ever not do Pompeii, may I say that. And always do it with a guide. Otherwise, you'll be a bit lost. Really, there's a lot of things have to be explained. And if you went without a guide, you would miss out on so much. And you can hire a guide quite reasonably, even if you're doing it independently. Now, the Amalfi Coast is a bit difficult to get to. Um, it's not a good place to try and get to by public transport. Now, you can get to Sorrento because they run a, a circumvencia, uh, which is just a little regular train service that runs from Naples to Sorrento. So that's fine. And then you can go out to Capri from there and the Blue Grotto, which is wonderful. And Anna Capri, which is on the top of the Isle of Capri, is beautiful as well. When you go down, however, to the Amalfi, you really either have to go on a tour, technically, 
or you, or a taxi or a private transfer or hire a car. Having said that, a lot of the hotels are built into the cliff and getting parking can be difficult. Lots of things to consider. There's lots of things to consider when you're touring Italy, but it just brought it back to me. I thought, wow, I want to go back to Italy again. You know, it was just amazing. We started talking about all these wonderful places, the Italian lakes, of course, and each region region has its own beauty. And Sicily, like if you're thinking of going to Sicily, don't try and think you can do it in under a week. You can't. You really cannot. You've got to do it justice. And like anywhere, Jane, as you know, you're you're well-travelled as well, that if you don't spend a minimum of four nights in a major city, you're not going to see even half of it. You really can't do it in any less, can you? I mean, it'd be ideal if we could all stay a week, but not everyone has that time. And that's why I think it's always important to make your itinerary concise in as much as you're not trying to do too many countries. Concentrate just on a couple and do them well. That's very good advice, Sal. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, that's the important thing. You get the best out of it that way and you'll come home thinking, wow, I really did wander around all the cobblestone streets in Venice and got lost, as you do in Venice quite regularly, but it's fun getting lost. And had a nice little cup of coffee or whatever. And even you go to the Mm. islands, they're like Murano to see the glass or even Burano, which is a little fishing village. We went over there one day and just sat in this little sidewalk cafe. The meal was cheap as chips. Like, Obviously, if you want to stay right on St Mark's Square, like anywhere, you, you'll pay more. But there's a budget to suit everyone. You can stay out. If you stayed out at, at Padua, the tram from Padua into Venice, it runs regularly and it doesn't take very long. So there are other options. To NURFM, it's 20 past one. And we're talking travel and Sally Lucas. Things to think about when we go travelling. Jane, yeah, I just um, was reading an article in the paper yesterday. This is what prompted me to think about this. In the Sydney Morning Herald, they have a health section. And it was written by a young woman um, from London, actually, who'd been a volunteer working in Haiti ever since that dreadful disaster there, been over there for quite some time. And and she'd taken her anti-malarial tablets, but she'd run out. And she couldn't get them wherever she was, but she thought, oh, enough be in my system, I'll be fine, you know, everything will be okay. And she had to go up to Miami for something, and then she got a bad headache on the plane and started getting the sweats and all this sort of thing, which is what happens with the start of malaria. And um, but within a matter of, I think, 24 hours, she was, she was violently quite ill. And um, she had to be flown to the Dominican Republic in the end, and you know, she eventually was going downhill very, very fast. Um, you know, tracheotomies, ventilators, and then she was um, you know, there for months before she could even be flown back to London, and even more months before she was fully recovered. Um, So what I'm saying is that make sure, and that was a a particularly lethal form of malaria that they have there, and there is about five different strains that you can get, I believe, five or six. So what I'm saying is it's most important that you go and see either a travel uh, doctor you know, who specialises in the travel situation so they know, so you list your, list your countries where you're going when. And some of these things you've got to start taking quite a while in advance to protect yourself. I mean, it's not the be-all and end-all. We can't say that you'll never catch anything, but, but by certainly doing as much as you can before you go to prevent such an occurrence and making sure that you have enough of whatever that script is. See, the scripts you get here are not acceptable overseas, and people might not realise that. I'll just take a spare script with me. That script cannot be prescribed in another country. So make sure you've got plenty of medication, particularly if you are on permanent medication yourself. And always, even if you don't take a script, if your doctor could write down even maybe what's contained in that script so they can make up an equivalent if for some reason you did lose your medication. Um, Even with things as silly as glasses, take a spare pair. You know, if you you break your glasses and you're really 
cannot exist without them. What a tragedy. I mean, otherwise then you're going to have to find an optometrist, you know, have your eyes tested, have, you know, and all that's a waste of time. You don't want to waste time when you're on a holiday. You want to make the most of your time. So the more you can do before you go, the better. Even with your diet, like even making sure you start eating pretty healthily before you go away because jet lag can really affect a lot of people. So if you start eating lighter meals, having lots of water even before you go, having more sleep, getting yourself really prepared, don't go away feeling tired and exhausted before you've even started. Um, so there's lots of things you can do like that and there are websites you can go on as well and I've just lost that one for the moment, Jane, but it, you knew what it was. It well, was the CDC. Uh, CDC. Centre yes. for Disease Control. Yes, I've just found it again. Yes, yeah. it's an international one, www cdc.gov slash travel and that's international and that will tell you everything you need to know about you know areas and what's required from a health point of view. Obviously you still go to your own doctor as I said and make sure that you, there is another one I think called traveldoctor.com.au and travelclinic.com.au and you've also got you know our smart traveller which has got information on that as well and don't forget with your passport too make sure you've got six months beyond your return date into Australia is most important. Check V Visa requirements. Some people say, oh, 30 day visa, I'm only one day over, so I'll only get the 30 day visa. Uh, uh, uh. Even though it might cost double to get the 60 day visa, please get the 60 day visa. Because if something goes wrong, my husband's going to Nepal again shortly, for example, and he's right on 30 days. And he just said, no way, I could get stuck up a mountain with a bad snowstorm or something, and I could be there much longer than, you know what I mean? You don't know what can happen. So, you know, err on the side of caution and pay that little bit extra and, and get a visa. Make sure you're covered. Yeah, make, and just everything that you do, make sure you're covered, make sure you've got enough travel insurance. We've talked about this before, and I mean, that is just so, so important. Now, luckily with this lady in London, she had sufficient travel insurance to evacuate her they had to find a hospital i think they had to get to three hospitals before they found you know the island that had a hospital that could treat her properly and then she had to eventually be repatriated back to the uk now if you had to pay for all that can you imagine how much it would cost and she was months in hospital i mean the cost would be astronomical so really look after yourself before you go make sure you've got all those correct inoculations vaccinations your own medications back up Back up, back up, back up for everything, you know, and just make sure, like you have copies of your passport and copies of everything, and people put them on USB sticks, or, but even if you want to put them on, take photos of things and keep them on your phone. It's still another way of doing it these days. There's lots of ways, you know, you can keep a, a record of your documents and everything that's important to you. So, yeah, I mean, just reiterating that, I suppose, that you do want to, we want you to travel safely and stay well, and I think the more you do in advance, like anything in life, the better prepared you are, and hopefully the smoother it will all go. Travel, that's it for today. Thank you, Sally Thank Lucas. You. And we look forward to your company again next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2 and URFM. Thanks, Jane.